0: Girl, I think I'm going to be salty again this week. I don't.
1: <laughs> yes, please. That's the best GP. The salty GP is the best kind of GP you can get. I'm still
0: hearing about it from BTK, yeah. okay? And look, it's been a week.
1: It's chaos down here, Tom.
0: It, it's, chaos, it's chaos down here. This is January 7th. We're recording it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: in Pennsylvania. Pat. Drake Heinz, it up. up. Oh,
0: hi, girl. Hey, girl.
1: I'm sick of doing this over FaceTime. I miss you.
0: I know. I miss you. We were just saying, like, we would have gone out for drinks after this to decompress from the week, but we can't.
1: I know. I know. You guys, if you're just joining us for the disappearance of Phoenix Cold in episode two, episode one, go listen to that first. I, I don't know why I feel like I need to tell you guys this, but this is part two. Go listen to part one. And if you're looking for more Jillian and me, you guys, join us on the Patreon. Over 150 full ad-free bonus episodes to download a bitch right a second, everything from "I'll Be Gone in the Dark" to "The Vow," "The Jinx," "The Staircase." We're doing a wilderness of error right now, which is about the Jeffrey McDonald case. You guys, did he or did he not murder his whole family? Don't you think it's one of the best things we've covered in a while? It makes me feel things. So I yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm
0: I'm in it. I uh, it's a roller coaster. I'm up and down about how, who I like, who I don't like. Yeah. Everyone is at risk of being yes? on my list. Yeah. I'll say that.
1: It's <laughs> also ad free versions of these episodes, coronavirus check ins, after parties. Ringtones. We send you stuff in the mail at a certain level. Yeah, we've been doing like video things where we like yes. watch
0: videos and comment on them, so you can see us. If that's something that you're into, totally. Um, you guys, yeah. in one of those
1: videos, one of the things we were watching was Barbara Streisand singing her Jingle Bells, and Jillian literally goes, "You think 2021 is going to be the year that Barbara Streisand lightens the fuck up?" <laughs> yeah, it was so great. Well, is it? I don't know. We're seven days in. Come on, Babs. <laughs> You guys, last thing, join the Facebook group if you're looking for new true crime friends. You just want a place to talk about the episodes or share your dog memes or whatever. True Crime Obsessed podcast discussion group. There's over 30,000 people in there just like hanging out every day. Yeah, and we're
0: definitely getting new members because people are joining. Their first post is like a quote from episode 20 or something. Right, just right. like, oh, And I'm like, <laughs> like, attribute it to me or you. And again, I say, did I say that? Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's so fun. Travel down. <laughs>
1: All right, girl, what are we talking about
0: today? We are talking about The Disappearance of Phoenix Colden, part two, entitled Where Where Is She? she? Yeah,
1: where is she, girl?
0: I have a thought. I'm going to save it. Okay, (laughs) But I I have an idea that I feel pretty confident in.
2: Phoenix was kind hearted. She's young, she's black, she's beautiful, with a bright future ahead. I saw her back out of the driveway, and she never returned. I never knew there were so many tears in my body. The news media wouldn't give us the time of day. They missed that crucial first 48 hours. If Phoenix had looked like Natalie Holloway, though, he would not have had this problem. There's never been a body found.
3: What happened the last month of her life?
2: It's like somebody coming to get me. I'm like, who coming to get you? Maybe her life ended that day. From
3: an investigator standpoint, it doesn't look good. Who's ever calling? She doesn't want her parents to know. Talk
4: about secrets.
5: Well, if we do find her, what are we going to find? I
4: looked up, and that's when I saw Phoenix.
5: Someone knows where she is and what happened to her.
1: So, you guys, we open with Chandrea and Joe. I call it the Bat Cave. It's the oxygen thing where they have like a place to go and like decompress. Right. Although, it, this one feels like Chandrea and Joe are sitting and like at a, at a table by the stairs at the local library. <laughs> yeah. I'm like,
0: where are they? I got <laughs> a light on. And can it not be fluorescent overhead lighting for God's
1: sake? What is that? Although, Chandrea looks great in any lighting. I was going to say, I don't know how she gets that lip growing up. is one of those people who was like born with taste in style, I was born the opposite. What is that like, I wonder? I don't know. So they're talking about where we left off in the last episode, which is this guy, Cell Phone Mike. Remember Cell Phone Mike? I do remember Cell Phone Mike. And Cell Phone Mike was like the other secret boyfriend that Phoenix had. Most importantly, Cell Phone Mike had a girlfriend. Right. Right. And, um, he, and according to this girlfriend,
0: he was super, super abusive and just total garbage. But the big like cliffhanger yeah. was that he was looking up all this stuff about Phoenix and the case and the girlfriend asked why. And he was like, well, why are you worried about someone who's dead?
3: In my mind, I want to know why he said that. Is, does he have a belief that she's not alive. And why? And why?
0: And oxygen right on cue, like peak oxygen, we get a lot of information and then nothing. So right. here's what happens. Right. <laughs> so they like speak to Cell Phone Mike and he's like, call my lawyer. Yeah. They do. Right. The lawyer says, yeah, it's fine. You can absolutely right. talk to Cell Phone Mike. And then Cell Phone Mike says, forget it. I don't want to talk anymore.
1: Well, and my, like that's the thing kind of about it. the lawyer and this exchange. I don't think that Cell Phone Mike has like Kathleen Zellner on his legal team. Like who's I, this lawyer?
0: I don't no. Right. <laughs> like, how does Sylvan Mike have a lawyer? Public defender. You can get a lawyer. I mean, it's good that you can get a lawyer easily. That's the point. Yeah. We like that. Yeah. Um, but I, but I, he goes against what his lawyer said because the lawyer's like, you can absolutely talk. It's not a problem. And he refuses.
1: Yeah. So they're sort of going over, like, the evidence and, like, sort of what they're going to do in this episode. And Shandrea drops a bomb that she's like. Plus, there's been at least one credible sighting reported, which would make you think she's still alive there's been at least one credible sighting to suggest that Phoenix is alive this is the first we're hearing of this right?
0: Yes so mm-hmm. now alright everyone pull over gather around
1: <laughs> you know what you guys pull over and gather around
0: yeah g- give the kids a screen <laughs> so we're looking into these reported sightings and it turns out someone is convinced they saw Phoenix on a flight over two <laughs> years after <laughs> she disappeared and I'm like you didn't say anything like you're right? literally stuck on a plane but anyway we'll get her whole story
1: can I just say before we get into this that this is the thing that you and I have been talking about for two weeks like this moment we've been talking about for two
0: weeks we've been talking about I can't wait to talk about Kelly but that's it and then we're like shut up don't say anything okay bye her name is Kelly and this is her story
4: (laughs) it was March 2014 I was coming back from Las Vegas I mean I didn't even have Phoenix on my mind she was coming back from Vegas and Kelly's got
0: to read the room also the room (laughs) Is like the arrivals gate at the airport. So it's like Chandrea and Joe and this Kelly person. At the airport, like at, like not in a bar, I know. not in someone's home, not even in a car. I'll, I would take a car.
1: Oxygen has stopped renting conference rooms. Like they are in a busy airport in the before times where like people are running past them trying to make their flight. Exactly. So she's like, I was coming back from Vegas. I really need to know about what I am sure was this girls weekend in Vegas. It was a bachelorette party. I know. There were like a lot of penis
0: straws. It was totally. all bad. Totally. It was all bad. Sad. It's my <laughs> bachelor <of> party. Whatever. <laughs> Always a bridesmaid, never a bride, right, Kelly? So
1: oh, <laughs> Kelly is either trying to really do the right thing here or insert herself into a story that she has no business being in.
0: I don't know. I'm sure Kelly's <laughs> fine. <laughs> but it starts out, it's a little bit of a like, oof, Kelly. For Kelly to be like, I was coming back from Vegas, and she's like, I cannot stress how much I wasn't thinking about Phoenix. Right. Like, she was not on my mind. And I understand what she's trying to say, yeah. like, because the rest of the story. But at first, it feels very like, ooh, Kelly. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> And Kelly is, as she claims, one of Phoenix's, like, best friends from church.
1: Which, I don't know. We've met Phoenix's friends, and Kelly does not seem like them.
0: No, I. this seems a little bit like when tragedy happens, yes. and then suddenly, like, the person you had English with that one time <laughs> right. in seventh grade was, like, your best friend. <laughs> totally. It feels a little like that. Sorry. So... We're, again, in the airport, and yeah. Joe is like...
3: So you tell me slowly what happened on the plane, because this will okay. be significant.
0: Tell us, slowly, every detail about what happened.
1: He says slowly, and I was like, he looked right into my soul when he said that. Yeah. Like, I cannot tell you how many times somebody's told me to tell them something slowly.
0: Yeah, you know why? Because like me, Kelly starts at the very beginning. She's like, I, I guess why I snooze my alarm like 10 times. This is the ADHD version of the story, where we go down 10 different roads, and to yes. me, I know exactly where we're going. We'll get right. there, but we right. got to take a couple detours on the way. Anyway,
4: Anyway, (laughs) Kelly's like... So I was already seated on the flight. Uh, There were people still boarding, and I looked up, and that's when I saw her. She was with a group of women. She walked right in front of me, and I looked at her face, and I said, Phoenix? Kelly goes, oh my God, Phoenix? And like calls out to Phoenix.
0: And Phoenix, according to Kelly, immediately turns and looks at her the way you would if you're in a crowd and someone calls your name. And you're like, did I just hear my name? That instinctive, like, you can't help it. You just turn because you hear your name. And
3: what did she do when you called her name? She uh, she she didn't really
4: stop per se, but she looked at me and she said, oh, do I look like someone? And I said, yes, you do. You look like my friend Phoenix. And she just kept going. She didn't engaged with me at all anymore. It was weird.
1: This woman never stops walking.
4: It's right. not like she stops and like, has an interaction. She was with like, it. she kept moving. She uh, didn't engage with me anymore.
1: And I'm right. like, Kelly, you might be a little much. I, I relate to that, Kelly. There are plenty of people who don't want to talk to me anymore either, girl. Uh, but remember, everyone is leaving
0: Vegas. Right. Right? <laughs> They've had a, they like, you know, they spent like a week there one night or whatever right. the phrase is. Everyone, remember, leaving Vegas is yeah. a very different vibe. Yeah from going to Vegas. <laughs> Kelly of course is the perkiest one on the plane. She's all like, "Hey everyone, does everyone want to play the name game? How about I spy?" Every anyone? No. Even her so- friends are like, "Kelly, girl, shut."
1: Up somewhere right now in Beverly Hills, Chrissy Teigen is in the shower nodding slowly. She knows exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Do you think she laughs out loud at us, or does she just like huh, that's funny? Everything that that woman does, every utterance from her body is perfect. Right. And I, I don't even mean that as a compliment, I mean it as a fact. No, that that's so, sci- it's that's that's in science books and history yeah, yeah, books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if she is laughing, it sounds so perfect. It to human ears, it sounds like a song,
0: girl. I don't know what, there's no wrong answer. I'm just asking. Asking your opinion on, uh, do you think she's like guffawing, <laughs> laughing out loud, or do you think she's
1: just like no? That's funny. I don't think Chrissy Tegan guffaws. I think that she laughs appropriately and then chokes up a diamond.
0: Also, Chrissy Teigen, can you help me adopt a dog? I can, <laughs> I have no luck. I've been sending applications every day, and no one will give me a dog.
1: If anyone can make it happen. So
0: back to Phoenix and her her quote best friend Kelly. So Kelly now describes what air
4: quote Phoenix was wearing. She had a jacket that zipped up like a short sort of motorcyclist jacket. She had on nice earrings and necklaces. What about the other people that were with her? I would say there were about three or four other women that looked a lot like her. They all fit a description of very attractive African-American, young females. Kelly's like, she looked really put together and she was with a group of
0: other young, beautiful, black women. Everyone yes. in the group was black. And so yeah. she also says that they were with these two men who were very well-dressed, but she's like, they kind of seem like football players or athletes. They seem like really big guys who yeah. were very well-off.
1: Yeah, and I'm kind of like, are they going to first class? Because I feel like that would be in front of you, Kelly. Right, yeah, I don't know. Kelly, your, your story's got holes in a group. <laughs> From the and it, yeah and again it
0: started with my best friend Phoenix Colden. I know. <laughs> And so Joe is like, okay, er, hold on a second. So he's like, all right, the flight lands in St. Louis. So tell yeah. me exactly, slowly, what happened when you left the plane. Like, I don't know how long it takes to fly from Vegas to St. Louis, but it's several hours of yes. Kelly with this information, thinking that her best friend, Phoenix Colden, who's been missing yes. for all these years, is maybe like in arm's reach of her.
1: You would think that, like, why doesn't she get up and go investigate,
0: girl? This is what I'm saying because right. Kelly says she's like well my heart was beating super fast and joe's like get to the point girl but slowly she's like i'm convinced this is phoenix keeps all of this information to herself until they deboard and she runs to as she points that exact (laughs) southwest counter confirming
4: they are in fact at the arrivals gate at the airport so my heart was beating fast and i went right over there at that exact southwest counter and i said i think that i um, saw a missing person on my airplane. They called the police and they kind of dispersed throughout the place and they searched everywhere. But, I mean, we could not find this woman. But she's like, I saw I saw my best yep. friend, this missing person on my flight. Yeah. She's
1: at 100. <laughs> she's like you. I take that as a compliment now, by the way. Right. And right. Kelly
4: is
0: like, I'm 90% sure it was her. Like, on a scale out of 10, I'm, it's a nine that that was Phoenix.
1: Like, if Kelly were actually her best friend, she would be like, down the highway. What would it sound like? Where <laughs> 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 It's the most
0: physical I get doing an impression <laughs> so because good. I have to move in and out of frame of the camera. That
1: would be Kelly down the highway to Phoenix's parents' house, who you would have to assume would then be on the phone with the cops trying to pull video, right?
0: And she didn't try to like slyly take a picture or something. Right. She didn't like, because Kelly seems like a little annoying and I'm sure she's like <laughs> super nice. Right. But at the same time, like now I don't want to like shit on her too much because that might be very scary. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. To like, maybe you, did, you wouldn't want to freak out Phoenix if you really do think that's her. Like, I totally understand hanging back, but it just seems like she just ran to Southwest. Like, she didn't... I don't know. I know. Like I, I know. It,
1: that's the thing about these missing people's cases. We'll just never know. Was it her? Was it not? We'll never know. So now, they're going to talk to another sex worker. Her name is Katie Rhodes. And Joe really wants to get the information from Katie as to how how a pimp... His word... How a pimp could have either coerced her or tricked her or like literally just like forced her into sex work. And I was kind of like, why are we doing this again? But then Katie Rhodes was like fascinating.
0: Well, yeah, the reason we're talking to Katie is because she's the founder of Healing Action and this actually happened to her. Yes. So she has a firsthand account of what possibly could have happened to Phoenix.
1: Yeah. And when they sit down, like Chandrea says to her, her car was found abandoned
5: in the road. What What does that say to you? When I see stuff like that, I'm like, oh, she's somewhere.
1: Like, this episode takes a turn really quickly into, like, she's alive and she's out there somewhere.
0: That's what I—I'm saying that now. Yeah. I think she's out there.
1: It's not where these episodes usually go. So I was, like, sitting up straighter in my seat. I think this is really fascinating.
5: Yeah. So here's Katie's story. I met a woman who introduced me to her boss-slash-boyfriend. They were in the record industry. And I was going to go to California and work in the record industry with them It wasn't that, he was a pimp. He started taking pictures, he posted us online and it snowballed really quickly.
0: She said it just instantly got out of control. She says he started me in the clubs and Mm -hmm. she said the first night she's in the club and everything was, quote, mysteriously stolen. Like her her cell phone, phone, her ID, her credit cards, just cutting her off absolutely entirely from everyone she knows and also just who she used to be.
1: And it's interesting because, you know, she's saying that like most of the people that this happened to don't come from ideal situations. So pimps will offer them something better than what they have.
5: So, you know, I have a job for you Or like, I'm a photographer, you're going to be the model. Where you think, if I pass on this, I could be passing on something big. Mm -hmm. It could also look like where uh, that's your boyfriend. And it's just like a typical relationship. um, And then can turn into like, I'm not going to be able to pay the bills. What are we going to do? If you sleep with this person, then we can pay our rent. you know. And it only happened once. It's only going to be once.
0: Right, because what Katie is trying to say is the recruiting is all relative. It all depends on the girl. It all depends on that person and what their situation is. So she said it can be very slow grooming or it can be an actual quick grab and suddenly you're in the back of a car.
1: Yeah, and the the big thing that I took away from this is that like a lot of the reason these women don't get away is because it's shame based. And like this applies directly to Phoenix's life.
5: All it takes is one kind of act that is deemed shameful by your family, and then now they got you because they're gonna hold that against you. Well, I'm gonna send them this photo they're gonna be disappointed in you they're gonna shame you they're gonna kick you out and then now they have leverage
1: you know you do this one shameful thing they take a picture of it and it's like if you don't obey me I will show this to your family and then your family will not love you or they'll, they won't they will rescue you they won't take you back
0: yeah and then you'll have nothing right because I'll leave you on the street and you won't have your family and it's all bullshit because right. most of the time I would think you know you would have of course a safe place to go your parents are, are waiting for you to make that phone call but they brainwash you and tell you otherwise because you're in a very very vulnerable place. And
1: this is where, like, Oxygen does a great job of cutting right back to Phoenix's Oof. mom because you keep thinking, like, this can't be real. Like, nobody could actually be, like, raised to believe that they could do something so shameful that their parents won't love them anymore. And then we're back with Goldia. And let me just say this. I have absolutely no doubt that Goldia and her husband love Phoenix. There's no mm-hmm. question in my mind that yes. they love her. But Goldia describes for us what her expectations of Phoenix were. So...
0: So it's this list of rules. Sit up,
1: straight.
2: A lady doesn't cross her legs one over the other. And the reason behind that is because you're exposing too much of your private areas. Don't be loud, vulgar, to be neat. And you should carry yourself in a very discreet manner
1: and ladylike because that's what you She says, don't be loud, don't be vulgar. And I went, Jillian would not last long in this house. I failed the first thing she said. What was it,
0: be a lady? I, I do have great posture. I sit up straight like a champ with the best of them. Other than that, and also at 23 years old, she's not a child. Like,
1: let her be a person. But that's the thing, though. This has been what she's been taught her whole life. Like, carry yourself in a very discreet manner and be ladylike because that's who you are? It just makes me crazy because Goldia thinks she's setting her up for success. And what she's really doing is setting her up for maybe possibly being able to fall victim to some other shit like this. Because when Phoenix was growing and maturing and becoming like the woman that she is and she did didn't want to live by these rules anymore. She couldn't go to her mother. Mm-hmm. She wasn't allowed to change. And, like, I think what Oxygen is trying to tell us is, like, that's what opens you up to some pimp coming in and saying, you don't like your life? Come with me. I'll give you a different life.
0: Exactly, because Goldia even says...
2: Now, a lot of people might say, well, that's kind of controlling, but I know what my job is, and that is to keep my child safe. That's why God entrusted her to me, to us, to protect her.
1: I want to say this and I'm not saying this in a bitchy funny way Golia says to us I did this for her to her because it was my job to keep her safe and to which I said we're in a documentary about your missing daughter like I'm not trying to be an asshole and like I've no doubt that you love your daughter and maybe some freak thing did happen maybe it has nothing to do with this but Oxygen is trying to point out to us that this is a thing that can happen to kids that are raised like this the other thing I want to say the husband Lawrence does not say a word this guy does not talk unless Goldia glares at him with the eyes that say time to talk
0: I'm gonna get into that at the end <laughs> yeah. I think you're, I think he's terrified of yes. Goldia I think he's not allowed to speak I think you're absolutely right yeah. she looks at him she gives him that look that like famous look yeah. like that is in, in like pop culture where it's like remember when your mom would give you that look and you're like oh shit I'm in trouble it's like the look she's like she's very in control yes. he's
1: not allowed no.
0: and he's deferring to her and I have thoughts on it I'll save him for later
1: and like you can see sometimes he wants to talk, but like, has not been granted permission. I think there's a lot he
0: wants to say, (laughs) and I think that's important. But so to this point, we meet Leslie Shipman, who is a friend of Phoenix's from college. And she really hits home how sheltered Phoenix really was. When your world is so small, you want out so bad that you're almost looking for an out. And Chandrea says... But people say she's pretty smart. And Leslie says something that like, everyone should print out and read and like, keep it as your mantra. Yeah. But when you're also
4: looking for that out, you're kind of desperate too. You could be smart and desperate at the same time and make some really bad decisions.
0: And I was like, fuck, yes, Leslie.
1: I, this Leslie woman is incredible.
0: Yeah, and I'm curious if they asked her off the record, was Kelly really in the with the friend group? <laughs> Remember
1: Kelly? And she's like, who? But also, Leslie isn't done. No, she's gonna, Leslie's going to drop a bomb. And the thing is, and I like seeing this, we get bombs dropped on Joe and Chandrea that they really seem like they did not know.
0: Yes, because Leslie says, oh, also, Phoenix ran away back in 2009.
3: And this happened two years before she disappeared. Where did she go?
0: I don't know. I heard that I heard that she didn't talk to her mom for a number a number of months and her mom was like freaking out and really scared for her. She was a ghost for a bit and then she came back home. Phoenix and her mom had a really like gigantic fight, and Phoenix, she says she was a ghost for a little bit. She just disappeared and then came back home.
1: Chandra and Joe are scribbling furiously. It's kind of amazing.
0: As was I when I was taking my <laughs> notes watching this. I was like, <laughs> Have I ever told you that the keys on my laptop have like flown off in my furious (laughs) typing? So then, and again, the editing in this episode is chef's kiss because we get Leslie saying there was this gigantic fight with her mom. Phoenix left and came back after several months. Cut right to her parents. Goldia is agitated saying that's a complete lie. She She never ran away and they never had a single fight in the history of their relationship. I
2: would say that that is a ball face lie. There's never a time that Phoenix and I were, we don't have those kind of disagreements. If we do have a disagreement, we talk about it and then it's over with
0: the parents will not say anything other than I have no idea where this came from she was perfect we were perfect everything was perfect yeah. and this is totally out of the clear blue sky they won't let up that maybe there was an issue somewhere
1: yeah the only thing I'll say is that the episode does get blinders like it does become like she is out there either she went with somebody willingly or she was taken and she was sex trafficked they're giving no attention or thought to like she was kidnapped and murdered you know what I mean like right right, right. Like, yeah yeah so I you know I can understand as a parent like they're putting her decision appearance on like a dysfunctional family relationship and like I understand the defensive like no everything's amazing you know I I hear that totally we're
0: also seeing the finished product yeah I'm sure it wasn't pitched to the parents like that
1: no right of course not and I think I think it comes a little bit as a surprise
0: it sure does but so Joe brings up the selfie video and he asks did the police ever see that video and she says oh I don't know but maybe Foster saw it who is Foster Foster (laughs) is this private investigator they hired and didn't tell Anyone about. Yeah. And honestly, we'll get to that in a second. I can't even talk about that right I now. Know, Put a pin in Foster. But then Goldia talks to the cameras, saying, like, in this interview that I don't think is necessarily with Joe and Chandraya.
1: Yeah, no, definitely not.
0: Goldia is saying she's standing firm and she says,
2: One theory is that Phoenix ran away. The very first time I heard that was from the St. Louis County detective who was assigned to the case. And I said, So why don't you give me two reasons? Why you think she ran away? He couldn't name two.
0: I told the cops, give me two reasons why she ran away. And the cops couldn't name two. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Goldia, I can name a couple. I know. And she tells these stories like she's yelling at these cops, like kind of smug, like she kind of won the debate. But it's like, why doesn't anyone want to tell this woman the truth? Her husband can't speak up. I know.
1: No one can say anything to this woman. What's going on? I know. And I keep having this moment of being like, Goldia, can you just look in the cameras and say, Phoenix, I love you no matter what. There's nothing you can do to make me not love you. If you're out there, please come back. Like, if it were me. And I was getting an entire, like, two-part docu-series about Daisy being missing. That's you were getting a platform, right. girl. You were getting an audience. That's all I'd be saying. And there's a good chance that she's out there and alive. That's all I would be screaming. Well,
0: look, ho- hold on a second, because we're with Steve Foster, the P.I. hired by the Coldens. How long
2: have you been actually working on the case?
3: Since uh, 2012.
2: Wow. So, like, the beginning of
1: 2012 this is when I actually first covered it, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: About February 2012, I was asked to get involved.
1: Also, like, we're meeting with this guy, Steve Foster, in what looks like a private banquet room of an olive garden. (laughs) Like, it's like this very weird, old, fake, like, Italian brick with, like, the hanging grapes. I feel like, I don't know if it feels like they're at an olive garden is all I'm saying. Yeah.
0: I was thinking, I was like, oh, is he going to know another, like, superhero reference? Like, what's another Batcave, girl? Because you were like, oh, the Batcave. And I was like, is he going to know? Like, this will be fun. What's he going to say? I would probably have come up with, like... No, it makes sense that you went straight to the olive garden, that track you <laughs> So anyway, we're with Steve Foster, Olive Gardner. No, like here we are, and he's been he's been working on this case as long as Chandraia has. since yeah, 2012, yeah. which is that was kind of a oh, and they haven't crossed paths. Like, how interesting.
1: I know, and like the first thing they ask him is like, "What do you think about the human trafficking angle?" Which is like where we've been for this entire episode so far, right? And he shoots that right down. He's like, "No, I really don't think so." And he says no to the human trafficking for all of the reasons everyone else is saying yes to the human trafficking. Well, I would probably
3: say because of the the support she had. You know, other people in her family that cared about her families and friends, and her mother is being as strict as she is. I don't see her going down that road.
1: He's saying that like there's no way that could have happened to her because her parents are so strict. I have in my notes, dude. What have we been saying
0: with thirty question marks? Wake up, Steve Foster PI. Exactly. Get a grip.
1: Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And you know they ask him like, "What's your theory?" And he says, "I think she left on her own."
3: Your theory is that she voluntarily left. Yes. Tell me about that. I'm I'm curious. Well. Before she went missing, Phoenix was going through some issues with her parents. Right. They were having heated arguments. Right, right. Because she's been on her own for four years. Oh, yeah. Now she comes home and she's rebelling a little bit. The relationship was really at a strain.
1: Right. So, like, yet again, another person with intimate knowledge who thinks that she's alive and out there and just walked out of her life. Right. And
0: another contradiction, his reason is because she was fighting with her parents all the time. Right. I know. Steve. I know. I like know. i'm sorry like people you have to listen to yourself especially <laughs> when you know it's going to be recorded yes. and then played for a gigantic audience
1: yes i know you have I know. to
0: like come on so the, but then that's not even that's not even it we got to get out <laughs> who cares about that because steve's like ooh. so you guys know about the safe right and we're like wait what oh my god
3: well, well, what's the safe, safe. What's a, well there was a safe yeah, that's correct what exactly did she take out of the safe? Well, it's my understanding from the coldness that uh, Phoenix was taking savings bonds. Were uh, they her savings bonds? Uh, yes, they were her savings. They were in the her Mother's name.
0: According to Steve, Phoenix was stealing money from the family safe. But what she was taking was her own savings bond. So she's not really stealing anything. They're no. hers.
1: And she's like cashing them out to like the tune of $2,500. But we learned the timeline of this. This wasn't like the day before she went missing. It was like in the months before she went missing. And Shondrea is saying, well, maybe she was cashing them out and like sort of putting that money away and saving it to have cash for when she eventually walks out of her life. As right. though she's been planning this for months and months and months.
0: Right. And another thing where we're like, shut up about that. Who cares? Phoenix has two birth certificates.
1: She's got two
3: birth certificates.
1: That is correct. Wow.
3: Do you know why that is? Uh, one is in Phoenix Reeves, and the other is in Phoenix Colden. Wait a minute. Phoenix Reeves is Goldia's maiden. That is correct. So she was a Mm. single mother? That is correct.
1: This is so crazy. And it's and Chandrea is shocked. They cut to Chandrea. She's making a B. Arthur face from the Golden Girl. again like,
0: her face. Her period face, period. All <laughs>
1: caps, bold it, highlight it, underline it. And I'm like, if she actually didn't know about this, then like she's doing a good job faking it. But also, how could Chandrea possibly not have known about this? Yeah, I mean it's the same, it's like what we talked about
0: last time. Like the, this whole discrepancy with how the car was found. It seems a little uh this might be some oxygen magic, right so <laughs> so to speak.
1: Totally. But we learned. That she has two birth certificates, Phoenix Reeves and Phoenix Colden. And Joe, who knows all the little details of the case, is like, Well, Reeves is her mother's maiden name. So, like, that was Phoenix's birth name. It turns out, I guess, that the guy, Lawrence, her dad, isn't her birth father.
0: Yes and here's the thing Oxygen never really spells that out right. And I think this is a big deal So this is like my little like I side googed yeah. the shit out of this girl I'm going to be honest with you So Lawrence married Goldia When Phoenix was about a year old Uh huh. So the thing Theory is. I'm just gonna say it now.
1: Yeah, this is not in the episode. Like, this is what you've learned, right?
0: Because they don't say, "Oh my God, she was legally adopted by Lawrence, and he's technically her stepfather," right? Right? Yeah, like, they yeah. don't say that at all. And so, the theory is that I've read again, according to the internet, which I mean, <laughs> with a with a whole ton of salt, please. <laughs> But that while Phoenix was going through to get this money to do whatever she had to do, she found this other birth certificate and realized, oh my God, so my mom was a single mom for a time. Lawrence is not my biological father. I've been screamed at to not cross my legs and live a certain life, but my mom lived a certain kind of life and now she's (gasps) screaming at me to do all this and maybe that added fuel to the already kind of raging fire of unhappiness and tension between everybody.
1: Oh my God. So do you think think she didn't know that Lawrence wasn't her biological dad
0: there are some theories that maybe that was while she was getting again savings bonds that were rightfully hers she (laughs) learned she learned about the two birth certificates and she put it all together and realized that not only has her mom been completely stifling her as a person but she's also kind of a hypocrite and has been lying to her
1: oh my god
0: again that's not what oxygen is saying that's not 100% even what I believe I'm just saying that is something that maybe could have been discussed between Joe and Chandra
1: The back cave. So now Joe is telling Chandrea his friend Dean, who's like a fixer. He's like, Dean? I'm going to call my friend Dean. He's the guy who can find stuff. He's going to get all the information on these two birth certificates and try to track everything down.
0: Because they think what happened is that Phoenix Colden is now out there living a life as Phoenix Reeves.
1: Right, exactly. So, so Joe and this guy Dean literally meet under a bridge. It's like they're trying to create a deep throat moment. It is Dean is so uncomfortable. He like does he- not want to be on camera. <laughs> You're, it's
0: the train tracks in the middle of nowhere it's yes. like it, again i always say it, if someone pitched it yeah. for like in a writer's room they'd be like two on the nose so- can we have them meet in a coffee shop or something they have to be under the train tracks it's- and also like but because it's oxygen it's a little like safer it's like at two o'clock in the afternoon
1: yes. it's in the middle of the day
0: and it's like a very open under
1: the train tracks situation and only because of maggie i know what oxygen likes for their wardrobe i'm telling you they brought clothes for dean he's wearing like a button down with like a black t-shirt underneath you know he showed up in his like who farted t-shirt and they're like no. so dean like totally googed quote phoenix reeves right yeah he like he like private investigation googed right you know like is... the police have a goog i feel like the pis have a goog
0: right the police the online i think that was in right, the 75 right. right. they went online the police online <laughs> but dean has i don't know access to whatever and yeah. googs <laughs> Phoenix Reeves. You give me the name
3: Reeves. Right. Mother's maiden name. Mother's maiden name. Right. And skip trace on Phoenix Reeves,
4: and only found four in the whole United States.
0: It turns out there are only four people by the name of Phoenix Reeves in the entire country, which I yes. feel is a very low number. But anyway. <laughs> right. Now. To Dean and his, like, super goog or whatever, one of them is dead. Two of them have relatives and addresses and a long history of being actual people. And the fourth, of course, perfectly timed, um, has, like, no identifiers whatsoever.
3: I've never seen this before in Skip Trace. It didn't show any identifiers. It didn't have a date of birth associated with it. No relatives, no social security numbers, Nothing. All it had is an address.
0: But there is an address. And the address started in January of 2012, which is two weeks after Phoenix Colden disappeared.
1: And then, like, any trace of this person mysteriously disappears, like, six months later. So, like, the timeline matches up perfectly. Girl, where is the address? Alaska. (laughs) The the address that I have is in Anchorage, Alaska.
3: Anchorage? Right. you got to be kidding me.
1: Joe is so excited by this information from his friend Dean. Joe cannot believe it. He literally goes, Best lead we've had. Yeah. You might have found her. You might have found her. You could have
0: found her. Right. And it's like, oh, so the address is in Anchorage, Alaska. And like suddenly here we are. And I must I- say... Absolutely stunningly beautiful, yes. Anchorage, Alaska.
1: Can I just say one thing about this that hit me both times I watched this? What? This is gonna sound so city hickey. Okay. I could not believe how much Alaska looked like every place else I've been in the United States. Like it doesn't look <laughs> different. Like it looks like it looks like trees you would find in the United States. It just looks like the United States. Uh huh. I- <laughs> Girl, where are we going with this? I'm trying to help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying, you've ever been to a foreign country and you're like, yeah, this looks different from America. You go to Alaska, which is America, but it's far away from America, girl. Uh-huh. You have to go through a foreign country to get there. Okay. But it still looks like America. I'm going to say, again,
0: I mean, it's <laughs> just stunningly beautiful Anchorage, Alaska. You could just use that edit, right? We have it? We have a good segue?
1: <laughs> I stand by it.
0: I mean, it it looks like Colorado. It looks like, from what I've seen, as like the beautiful woods of Washington State or something. It looks gorgeous. Um, And the whole point is that, you know, Joe, as Joe says 15,000 times, it's very easy to get lost here. You can easily go off the grid. And then... Well, he
1: is just saying that... Are you going to say it or am I going to say it?
0: (laughs) Can we just have Joe say it and then talk about it? I don't want to say it. Yeah, this
3: is what Joe actually says. And nobody from St. Louis going to recognize her up here.
1: He says that a couple times, actually. And I'm like, Joe, why are I, you doing this? I know. Is it because
0: you're with your guy friend? And I you, know. Is that like the cool slang you think? Is it? Are you trying like? Are you trying to impress Chandraia? Like, I don't know what.
1: But Chandraia's not there. We should point out. Chandraia got the week off. She's like, I am not right. flying coach to Alaska. You want to know why? Because she knows nothing comes of it. <laughs> right. Chandraia has her hand on the pulse. You're she, Right. She's like, fine. You boys go on your fool's errand. I'll be over here. And then they just like got to spend the. The weekend in Anchorage. Yeah, you and you know they did a lot of like fishing. Fishing. Yeah. Oh, God, I know. Say that word again. Fishing. It's, called, it's fishing. I, you throw a rope in a lake and you hope something. And you hope a creature bites it. A rope. <laughs> you throw a rope in a lake.
0: <laughs> That's exactly right.
1: You throw a rope in a lake
0: and then hope for the best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, I'm wrong about fishing. As
0: I'm sitting here, you're absolutely right. That's how fishing works. We throw a rope in god girl what are we doing what are we doing I if you know. re- do you ever think about like what are we doing with our lives with ourselves with our time I I we throw know. a rope in the water and hope for the best that people you know people are gonna hear those words so we sit in rooms across town i know blocks away i know several blocks away, dozens of blocks away and say shit about fishing that you throw a rope in the water and you hope for the best and (laughs) then we put it out where anyone in the world can hear it. And then we forget about it. And then when people people quote it back to us, we're like, we said that? No, we didn't. When? And the real
1: hope is that you guys just buy some Daily Harvest. (laughs)
0: You know Or fucking find Phoenix Colden if she wants to be found or solve murders or get people out of prison or do whatever you gotta do.
1: So they're in Alaska. And like, the thing is, they have the address of where this person lived. Right. And they don't go there right away. They go to like the neighborhood. Remember the last episode they did the old fashioned canvas they do yes. it again
4: this picture is about seven years old she
3: could have went by the name of phoenix colden or phoenix reeves it doesn't ring a bell doesn't ring a bell at
1: all
0: sorry and then finally they they're like we might as well do you think that killed a good like 10 minutes oxygen are we good right. and the gag is that this episode is half as long as the first one the first one was a full hour and a half and this one was 42 minutes but they're still killing time whatever so they go
3: all right let's head over to the address that came up in your database search
4: Looks like all the cars are here.
3: Three cars. I'm thinking somebody's here.
0: So they're at, in front of the house, right? And someone comes out of the house.
3: like coming out of the house, Joe. Sure it's a female. Hi, how you doing? Can I talk to you for a second?
0: Joe gets out of the car and is like, hey, how are you? Can I talk to you for a second? And my response is absolutely not. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Like, this has to be... I mean, they blur... So this, like, woman, she's like a 40-year-old white woman, talks to Joe. They blur her face. We don't see her. But I'm thinking, she had to have been told. She (laughs) had to have been told. I don't know how they do it up in Anchorage, Alaska, but if someone stopped in front of my house in Queens or in front of my apartment building and the sure minute right. I walk out the door hi, out of the car that I've never seen before, hi, can I speak to you a minute? Absolutely not. What are you, crazy? Get the hell away
1: from me. Can you talk to me? Don't, who are you? You're in front of my house? Also, like, this is Alaska. I feel like they know who lives in that neighborhood. I feel like everyone in that neighborhood was peering out their front windows with binoculars, like, staring at the car. But, like, you know, we find out that this woman, she's owned the house since 2002. And remember, 2012 is the era that this, like, Phoenix Reeves lived in this house.
3: She said that uh, she's living at the house right now. She's had the house from 2002. She's the sole owner of the house. Nobody's rented the house. Nobody's lived in the house. She does not know any Phoenix, Reeves, or colden.
1: She doesn't know a Phoenix, Reeves, or a Phoenix colden, at least according to her. For all we know, you know, Phoenix swore her to secrecy back no. in 2012.
0: <laughs> this woman has no... She just wants to get on with her day. I know. She's <laughs> much nicer than I'll ever be, but she's just like... <laughs> and, and can I just say for the record... Yeah, just... Mm-hmm. I would help I want Like if you had questions for me But to just like Yeah Just as someone's You don't even knock on the door Like she's coming out of her house And they're like
1: Ma'am can we talk to you Like that's very <laughs> jarring But then We get Joe and Dean On a hike And literally Joe is like
3: There's a part of me That thinks that she was here You're not a gut feeling. I agree, I
1: agree. You know what? I think she was here. I really think she was here. Joe!
0: He thinks he has a, quote, gut feeling. And I, like, I love gut feelings. I live by them, but he's wrong. Um, But he's like, I have a gut feeling she was in Anchorage. It certainly would be a good place to disappear. Like, all of these things can be true. Like, she's absolutely never been to Anchorage, and it can also be a good place to disappear. Stop trying to connect dots where there there is (laughs) no connection, Joe. Enough. So now it's like, we're winding down here, right? So we're just yeah. going back through all the theories once again. Like, was she, quote, as they say a hundred times, quote, snatched from the blazer, which is the car? Yeah. Probably not.
1: Like, or Joe's new favorite word, was she lured? You know, like, was right. she somehow tricked or was she with somebody that she trusted that like took advantage of her? Was Cell Phone Mike involved? Remember Cell Phone Mike from, I mean, Cell Phone Mike felt like six months ago at this point. Yeah, like, totally. Remember him? But then Joe tells us his theory and drops this like brand new thing we've never talked about before
3: in my opinion the most probable theory is is that she staged her own disappearance
1: I literally have gay gasp. That was never discussed before. Staged it? And I don't think she staged her disappearance. No. The car that was, like, found in an actual lane of traffic is confusing to me. It's very weird. That could be a thing of, like, I want my family to think I was kidnapped. I want my family to think something bad happened. Let's finish it, and then I'll get to my theory. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> the, my, my last point here before we're... We're about to go have a sit-down with Goldia and Lawrence. Oh but Shandrea says, and, like, this is what I'm screaming. Shandrea just says... if. Her life was in such a tailspan and it's in turmoil and she's struggling. Why didn't she just move out? She's 23, right? She's moved out before. I'm thinking why not just move out again? Like, that's a great question. Like, you know, the thing is, because she had this really crazy conservative upbringing, we are all leaning into she left on purpose because her life was so bad. The tragedy of that is like, what if she didn't? Right, What if she actually, something bad really did happen and we're not pursuing that because her life was so bad that it would make sense that she wants to leave.
0: And then Chandreya says, all right, everyone, hold on a second. She's like, everyone, we have to be really careful because we're about to go to Goldia's house and tell her that she's the reason her daughter ran away. Is everyone
1: okay with this? (sighs) Is everyone on board? And like behind the cameras, everyone is shaking their head. No, we are not. No, we are not ready for that.
0: And Chandre is like, I signed the same contract you did, fellas. Let's go. I think
1: she'll be upset by it.
3: I I think we have to be prepared for an emotional response. Mm -hmm. I I mean, as any parent, but she's a loving parent.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: I mean, she's going to be emotional
1: absolutely you guys this gets really crazy they go to the house and they have a sit down with goldia and lawrence and joe is saying
3: as a policeman for 28 years is one of the most frustrating cases i've ever been on it's been quite a journey and we really want to give you some of the information that we've learned in the investigation and these are things that we believe to be correct okay? okay okay
0: Right, like, here are things we believe to be correct. And Phoenix said, in her own words on this video, that she wanted to get away. That's a fact. That's from Phoenix herself. The other thing we know is that, according to Lawrence, Phoenix walked out the door with conviction and never looked back,
1: which is also something they don't talk about how weird that is. That she wasn't like, bye, Dad. I'll be back in an hour. Can I get you anything from the store? Like, she kind of stormed out.
0: And no one, like, stopped her or said, hey, what's up? Like, even in their story, like, no one looked up from the paper and, like, out she went and that was the last of her yeah so they're saying like there's a strong likelihood that she went away on her own and immediately and immediately goldia does not like this because she's like why why tell me why tell me why and she gets very argumentative immediately
3: in my opinion there's a strong likelihood that she went away on her own but why why Why? why did she leave
2: yeah why tell me
3: Why? I don't know.
1: Yeah, and again, like it's got to be a hard thing to hear that like you're the reason your daughter's not here,
0: and they're not saying that necessarily yet. Yes, at yes, this point, yes. they're just laying out facts. And she, Goldia, at this, I'm sorry, but she's a little smug, like she's almost daring Joe to tell her to her face the reasons why. This yeah, is a yeah. little bit of the Goldia that we've been seeing little hints of, and now we're seeing it ourselves, and it's not great.
1: No, I have. Ooh, Goldia reaches for the water. This isn't going well.
0: And Joe, and Joe. <laughs> (laughs) like well she was going through it girl like joe is all about the facts and and lawrence chimes in for for once the first time we hear this man speak i think yeah he's like
3: she didn't leave on her own she could have packed her some clothes put it in her car but did she do that no all right you know these are the kind of questions that let me know that she didn't do this on her own
0: Yeah, but she didn't take any of her things with her. She didn't take any of her clothes. And that is a fair
1: point. Like, if she was, like, storming out that day, she didn't take any of her shit. Now, again, if she was being lured by some sort of pimp or whatever, maybe he's saying, don't worry about it. We'll get you all new stuff. We'll buy you anything you want. You know, like, that could be an explanation.
0: And the thing is, they also point out, Phoenix changed a lot over the years. She dropped out of school. She had secret phones. She had secret shitty boyfriends. She was getting in fights with her friends. And they ask Goldia, have you seen these two sides of her? Because they're presenting the two sides of Phoenix, I mean, on paper almost, to her parents. Exactly. right? And they yeah. say, have you seen, did you see these two sides of her? And this is when Goldia really gets angry. Did
3: you see that with Phoenix, that there's two sides of her? Is that something you it's see? It's always
2: been there. I'm her mother. And a mother knows better than anybody. I know.
0: But then she goes, Now,
2: do you think I'm really going to tell you everything that I saw in my daughter? No.
0: Do you really think I'm going to tell you everything I saw in my daughter?
1: And here I am screaming, yes, if you want to find her, yes. Like, that's why we're here. You have an entire, like, you've got an investigator and a reporter and you've got an entire, like, TV crew going to Alaska looking for your kid. Why wouldn't you tell them everything that you know? Exactly. And then, and Joe and Shondrea, and we've been with them for an hour and a half at this point.
0: They (laughs) are not... They've never raised their voice. They've never gotten aggressive. They've never yelled at these people. They've never even accused them. They're just showing facts to these parents. And then Goldia is just like. You know what?
2: I cannot sit here and let you vilify my daughter.
0: I can't do it anymore. And I'm like, that's objectively not what these people are doing. They're not doing that at all.
1: And, like, how does Goldia, who's on a mission to find her kid, how does she not see that this is not serving her mission? Just show them the evidence, Goldia. If you don't think this is what happened, tell them why not. But, like, this is also a parent who had the bag full of the stuff that was in Phoenix's car for years and didn't know about this other cell phone bill that was in the bag. Right, and didn't know who told them about how the car was found or all of this stuff that they, like, seemingly didn't know. It's like, I don't understand. Right and like there's no doubt that you loved her And what you thought you were doing was right It's just the level of like Sheltering that this girl went through It's just so misguided It's just so misguided
0: Yeah and it ends of course with you know Goldia
2: If Phoenix is watching this
0: Forget all this BS
2: Forget all this stuff Don't 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 worry about what people will say Because those people don't count, do they? I could never not love Phoenix. I love her. That's all there is to it.
0: Again, I just wish it could all be different across the yeah. board, like, really.
1: And there's no answers, and, like, that's the thing. Like, wh- like where is she? What do you think is the answer? Where do you think she is? I definitely think Goldia
0: knows more about whatever the second side of Phoenix was, whatever you want to call it, like, the other, yeah. like, not perfect side, according to Goldia. But I think yeah. that she, that Phoenix, was willingly trying to find a way out, and I think she fell into a trap because she was vulnerable and desperate. So I think um, our friend Christy was very right where she was looking for an escape in some way and she heard yeah. what she thought was maybe a, a great situation or a good deal. I think she's out there. I hope she's okay but I think it's a combination of a couple things. She needed a way out and she fell into a bad way.
1: Phoenix, if you're a person who likes podcasts and you're hearing this, we love you. We hope you're okay. God. Call us. Call Shondrea. Call your mom. Just let somebody know that you're alive. I know. Please. Uh, say something funny. Make me laugh.
0: Uh, girl, after the pandemic, do you want to like meet under train tracks in the middle of the day and like oxygen <laughs> yeah. stuff? <laughs>
1: yes, but only if oxygen is going to provide me with wardrobe.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can't wear your Who Farted shirt no. the first time we see each other in person in a year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We did the disappearance of
0: Phoenix Colden. I hope she's okay. Uh, I know. I do too. I really. I, I. feel for her. I think this... I know. I think it all sucks. How about that? Yeah. Hot take. This all sucks.
1: You guys, if you're looking for more Jillian and me, join us on the Patreon over 150 full bonus ad-free episodes. to Download and binge right this second. Making a Murderer, Serial, The Staircase, All Be in the Dark, The Vow, uh, Tiger King, Don't F with Cats, Lacey Peterson, The Menendez Murders.
0: We're doing A Wilderness of Error right now. it's yes,
1: my favorite thing ever.
0: Can I tell Tell them some of the stuff we have like on the on the docket? Of course. Heaven's Gate is coming up, telling yes. you that right now. The oh uh God. the Ramirez thing on Netflix, we're doing that. Hold tight, yes. we're doing yes. Seduce. Yes. We're doing it all, baby. <laughs> we got it covered. We have your back. Girl, what are we doing next? We are doing Alabama Snake.
1: I don't know what this is. Tell me everything.
0: This is a woman who accuses her like religious snake handling husband <gasps> of trying to murder her with a poisonous rattlesnake. <laughs> We're in Alabama. We're with snakes. We're with people who were there and lived to tell the tale. It is it is it is a whole thing.
1: When you finally have me murdered, promise me you won't do it that way.
0: Girl, I swear. You have my word. <laughs> then I will not murder you. <laughs> or have you murdered. Because you know I know people. Girl, I know you do. We love you guys. We love you. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. All right, bye. Bye.
2: I loved him. But I was afraid of him. Fear. And look,
1: they went together. Scottsboro police say this five-foot-long, poisonous rattlesnake was used
2: as a weapon.
4: The prosecution painted Glenn Summerford as a brutal, jealous husband.
2: People that live up on the mountain tend to take care of their own problems.
3: It's not a story you hear every
2: day. Religion,
3: relationships, and murder.
5: This story is a story of the serpent and the spirit. Why did these people have snakes? They handled them in their religious service.
2: The man was put on trial for serpent handling. The word of God.
5: Satan appears in the form of a serpent.
3: I saw demons cast out. I saw my
5: daddy do it. He wanted to be a man of
2: God. And to him, this would explain his innocence. There's more evil today than there ever has been. So if you get scared of this, you're going to pray. So, what happened? As a man of God, you've got to tell me the truth.
1: She laughs appropriately and then chokes up a diamond. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Chrissy, throw some our way if you have a minute. <laughs> we'll send you a self-addressed stamped envelope.
1: So. <laughs> she just pops a diamond in the mail. <laughs> Can you imagine? Got another diamond from Chrissy. Hey,
0: guys, we got another one. <laughs> Feels a little like a confessional. Yeah. Uh, that's a, a very old reality TV show reference. It's called The Real Worlds. <laughs> they used to talk in confessionals. Yes, anyway. yes.
1: Happy 23rd birthday to me. So <laughs> you, every time you do that people think you we get threads in the group of people being like is she really 23? Thank you so much for your birthday wishes everybody. <laughs> only 4 Phoenix Reeveses? It's like Christopher only had one niece named Phoenix? Girl, look at you, Christopher. <laughs> I just can't. It's also Christopher Reeves, not Reeves, right? Or is it Christopher no, it's Reeves? Christopher Reeves. See,
0: it came right back on me.
1: <laughs> Keanu only had one niece named Phoenix. Keanu loved Keanu. <laughs> Wait, are Christopher and Keanu related?
0: No, we would That okay. would have been a whole. That would have Wait, like... maybe
1: I'm wrong. Maybe it is Christopher Reeve and Keanu Reeves. You're correct. You are correct. Welcome
0: to the outtakes, everybody. <laughs> haven't haven't welcomed you in a long time, but this is a whole thing.